Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise, and I say Happy New Year to you all that are listening out there. I say prosperous blessings upon you this new year. So today we're going to talk about what are you, what are you willing, what are you willing, me, you, and everybody else, what are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 for the sake of Christ Jesus. Before we begin, let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, O God, for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, God. We thank you just for another year. We thank you, O God, for keeping us, keeping our lungs, our lives, our eyes, our ears, everything, O God, every part of our body, our kidneys, and everywhere else in our bodies, God. We thank you, O God, for bestowing upon us life, life, and you said you gave us the power, the power to get wealth. So, Father, we pray, oh, God, that before we seek wealth in 2020, before we set goals and before we go after these things, God, that we would sacrifice for a relationship with you. Father, we thank you and we magnify you. For you alone are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. So again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. So today we are going to be talking about what are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 for the sake of Christ. Now, I am getting over a cold, so I may sound a little funny. My voice sounds a little funny. I can tell from just um, me talking. But I I don't care. I want to um, talk about what are we going to do? What are we going to do to um, submit to Christ in 2020? And not just 2020, but the years to come. Amen? Because now is the time, and today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of submission to the only living one, the only living God there is. And so we're going to talk about what he did and what can we do or what do we need to do in sacrifice unto him amen so we're going to i'm just going to read a little bit of John 18 and John chapter 19 i'm going to read some excerpts and then we're going to talk about his sacrifice Christ's sacrifice and then what can we or what do we need to sacrifice okay so um John chapter 18 begins with When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the ravine where there there was a garden in which he entered with his disciples. Now Judas, also who was betraying him, knew the place for Jesus, had often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having received the Roman cohort and officers from the chief priests, And the Pharisees came there with lanterns and torches. 
and weapons. So Jesus, knowing all the things that were coming upon him, went forth and said to them, Whom do you seek? So Jesus is ready to give it up. He knows this is his appointed time, so he's ready to give it all up on the cross. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus the Nazarene. He said to them, I am he. And Judas also, who was betraying him, was standing with them. So when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Therefore he again asked them, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these go their way to fulfill the word which he spoke. Of course, whom you have given me, I lost not one. So Jesus is asking, okay, I'm Jesus. He's saying to them, I'm Jesus. But before you seize me, before you take me, I need you to let my disciples go. Simon Peter then, having a sword, drew, up, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. And the slave's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put the sword into the sheath, the cup which the Father has given me, shall I not drink it? So Jesus said, no, we're not fighting. I'm not fighting. You're not fighting. I need you to understand that this is the time. This is the appointed time. So the Roman cohort and the commander and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him and led him to Annas first, um, for he was father-in-law of Cephas, who was high priest that year. And then we um, skip down, and we know that um, Simon Peter followed behind, and he denied Jesus three times as he had prophesied to him. He had told him he would do, but we know that Peter repented. And we know that Peter was very remorseful, and then he became one of the greatest apostles. Amen? So then we jump down, we jump down, we jump down further into the scripture where Jesus is talking to Pilate, and Pilate is um, basically telling the, the Jewish people, the people that brought him, saying, wait a minute, what, is he, what did he do? I can't find anything wrong. So I'm paraphrasing um, that conversation. And, um, and Jesus says to him that um, I'm a, uh, you are correct, that I'm a king, but he says my kingdom is not of this world. Amen. And so then we go down further. And in chapter 19, of course, they lay the crown of thorns on his head. And it says in verse 14, it says, Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover. It was about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. And this is Pilate speaking. And um, so they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. So they did not, they didn't want Christ. They did not know him, and we're going to talk about that. Verse 16 says, so he then handed him over to them to be crucified. They took Jesus, therefore, and he went out, bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two other men, 
one on either side and Jesus in between. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross, and it stated, Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in um, Hebrew, Latin, and also in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews were saying to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. So don't say that he is the king of the Jews. Just say that he said he was. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. So Pilate says, What I've written there, it is going to stay there. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments, his outer garments, and made four parts, a part to every soldier, and also the tunic. With the, with, um, now the tunic was seamless, um, woven in one piece. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to decide who it shall go to, basically. And the scripture was being fulfilled at that moment that said, They divided my, my outer garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So then um, in verse 28, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished, to fulfill the scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it up to his mouth. Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he took the, the sour cup of death. He said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And other versions of the scripture say he gave up the ghost. Amen. So I read for you portions of John chapter 18 and 19 about Christ's crucifixion. So again, my question for you that are listening, what are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 for the sake of Christ? What are you, me and all others, willing to sacrifice for the sake of Christ in 2020? So we have here that Christ was betrayed by one who had walked with him. So he didn't necessarily sacrifice that, but um, he was willing to not even acknowledge it. He was willing to let it go because he knew it was his appointed time. He knew all things. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that it was happening to him, and he did not stop it. Not that he couldn't, but he did not because he knew what he had to do. He came to earth to do. He um, also recognized that Peter denied him, and um, Peter recognized that he denied Christ and what Christ had already told him. And we know that um, Peter repented again, and he went on, and he became one of the greatest apostles. It took place during the Passover, so I'm summarizing some of the points, and he was delivered by his own nation. Think about that for a moment. He was delivered by his own nation of people, the lineage he came through. And he said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, this is all that he may testify of the truth. They also released a robber that day, 
and they would not release the innocent Christ, the Lamb of God, who came to take away the sins of the world. They put him on, put a crown of, thorn on, crown of thorns on him, so he was being tortured. They put him on a purple robe, and we know purple represents royalty, and they, that was mocking him to say, you know, he said he was the king of the Jews, but he could not do anything for them or, them, or himself. Um, he made himself out um, to be the son of God. That was the reason for his crucifixion. He made himself out to be equal with God, as the scripture says. Pilate was the one person that tried to come up with ways or efforts to release him, but um, to no avail. He, to no avail. The, the Jews did not listen. And then um, they took his outer garments. His mother watched. The disciples watched nearby. They were afraid. They were terrified of what would happen to them. Um, and then finally they gave him a sponge of sour wine, and the sour wine, he took it, he sucked, he sucked on the wine and um, from the sponge, and he gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. Amen. So, one of the things I want to point out here is that Jesus was crucified by religious people. I want you to think about that for a moment. Jesus was crucified by religion, by religion. So those that are listening to this broadcast, I want you to understand we are not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. We have practiced religion for far too long. Let me say that again. We have practiced religion for far too long. What am I saying? What are you saying, Denise? What is religion? Religion is when I go to church, I come out. I go to church, I, I uh, may do things in church, I may um, dance, I may sing, I may do all these things. I'm, I'm doing church, I'm practicing religion. I'm doing what we're expected to do. That's what we're supposed to do. We do that every day, like every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, whatever days we have Bible study in church, right? I'm not talking about religious practices. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about relationship. So when I say what are you or I willing to give up, what are we willing to sacrifice? Because sacrifice means to give up, to surrender something. And Christ surrendered himself that we may have the right to the tree of life. We know that the Jewish people, those people, those religious people, the scribes, the Pharisees, all those individuals, they did not understand who walked among them. They did not know the Christ. They saw the miracles, some of them. They witnessed his teaching. They know that there was some great wisdom that came from him, and they wondered, what in the world? Where did all of this come from? How does he know these things? They even heard him say, before Abraham was, I am. They heard all of these things, and they knew the scriptures, right? They knew the word. They knew what the word said. They, they knew there was prophecy after prophecy after prophecy of this one individual that would come, that would come to save the world from their sins. 
They knew. But they did not respond. They did not respond. They continued their religious practices. They went to the synagogue. They practiced, you know, some of them still practiced the feast and different things like that. They did all of those things, but they did not have a relationship with Christ. Is that you? Have you walked out of 2019 and into 2020 without a relationship with Christ? Because I say to you, not trying to be super spiritual, but I say to you, it is the greatest decision you will ever make. I walked in religion for many years. I walked, I did I practiced, I, I was on the praise team, I worked in the youth ministry, I was, I believe I was saved, I do believe I have, I accepted Christ many years ago, over 20 years ago. However, what I'm saying is, I don't believe that I got to the point of relationship until far many years later. Because I did not sacrifice some things so that I may have that relationship, I mean, that close relationship with Christ. Because if you go back in the scriptures, the scripture says, or Jesus will say to many people, to individuals, depart from you, from me, I never knew you. Depart from me, I never knew you. So if Jesus is going to say those words to some people, some individuals, depart from me, for I never knew you, you work of iniquity, then what does new mean? I never knew you. So the same word, when we think about knowing, we um, Adam knew his wife Eve, and that, that was a relationship. There was a marriage. There was a covenant there. And so what Christ is saying, you didn't have a covenant. You didn't have a relationship with me. You practice religion, just like the scribes and the Pharisees and everybody else. But where was the relationship? What was the obedience to walk according to my will for your life? Did you follow my word? Because another scripture says that um, Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, if you do not do what I say? You're wasting your time saying, Lord, Lord, when you don't even obey me. So why is it important to obey Christ? Because, again, what are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 to walk in relationship, to sacrifice for a, a true relationship with Christ Jesus? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Sacrifice, I have to give something up. I have to give up something. I have to give up something, and sometimes that giving up has to be myself. I have to give up what I want, what I think I need, for the sake of Christ giving me what I need. For the sake of Christ saying, this is what you need, daughter. I had to do that. So I say to you again, think about it. What is it that you have to give up in you for Christ to rule and reign as Lord and have authority over your life? I had to give up the desire for people. I had to sacrifice that. I had to take it to the altar, and I had to sacrifice, lay it on the, on the altar of sacrifice. I had to give up desiring, wanting relationships with people that some of them didn't even care for me. 
I even had to sacrifice or give up to Christ my pain. What are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 for a closer relationship with Christ? The pain that I held on to for so long, for so many years, the things where Christ said you're no longer a victim but you're victorious, I had to give those things up. I had to sacrifice them. I had to lay them on the altar so that God may use those things because the word says that all things work together for the good. But as long as I wallowed in my pain and wallowed and I stayed there and I didn't want to give it to Christ, I had to remain in all of that. All of it, all of it. I just rolled it. Like, you know, you picture somebody wallowing in something. It was all over me. When they get up, it's all over them, whatever they're wallowing in. So what have you wallowed in for years, years at a time? Is it anger? Is it rejection? Is it pride? Is it fear? What have you wallowed in for so many years that it has taken a hold of you? It has made you its slave. What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to release that pain to Christ? Are you willing to release that individual to Christ? Are you willing to release a situation, a job, whatever it is, so that you may walk with Christ? Because in the coming years, in 2020, in the coming years, God is calling forth for us to walk in relationship, to come forth, daughters and sons. Hear my voice and do not follow strangers any longer. So, again, what are you willing to sacrifice for Christ's sake? Not for you. A lot of times we say, well, I sacrificed this and I gave up that and I had to do this. We sacrifice food. We sacrifice things to lose tons of weight. But we will not sacrifice for Christ's sake. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Again, Romans 12 and 1 and verse 2 as well. The writer says, I urge you. I'm, I'm not just telling you something. I urge you. I, it is imperative. It is very important that you hear me and you act upon this. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, his mercy endures forever, to present, to bring, to come before God as a living and holy sacrifice. Because God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. It is nothing to decipher. There is nothing to try to comprehend. 
God said he demanded it. He commanded us to be holy for he alone is holy. He is holy. There's no other God that is holy. He alone is the holy God. And he created us in his image. Therefore, if he created us in his image, he desires holiness in our lives. He says, present your bodies a living, not dead, a living sacrifice. That means you've got to give up some stuff in order to walk as a holy and living sacrifice. You've got to give up some people. In 2020, we've got to give up some things that we practice. We have to give up some things that may have been in our bloodline that somebody taught us, and it is not in Scripture. What are we willing to sacrifice for the holy God and to live a holy sacrifice, a sacrificial life for Christ. And the next word says acceptable to God. So it's not, it's not saying, the writer of uh, Romans is not saying a sacrifice, uh, uh, acceptable to people. Because people are going to accept you. Some are, some are not. They're going to reject you. They're going to, he didn't, the word didn't say acceptable to people. The word says acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So when acceptable to God means that it is pleasing to God. What is pleasing to God may very well not be pleasing to people because those that walk after the flesh and not after the spirit are not willing or ready to please God. And it says, this is your reasonable, this is your spiritual service of worship. So as I walk out a holy life, a righteous life, and I live my life acceptable to God, that is a form of worship. And then it goes on in verse 2 to say, and do not be conformed, conformed. Mm. That means that I shouldn't look like the world. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing, by the renewing of your mind. Let's talk about those three words. Conforming means that I know better, but I choose to go and do what everybody else is doing. Kind of like a child who was taught right. They knew what to do. They were raised right but they choose to conform with their friends and do whatever everybody else does because they don't want to be called out. They don't want to be singled out. They don't want to sound different. They don't want to feel weird. So they conform. Conform, when I conform, I start looking like those that I'm around, those things that I'm attached to. So it says don't be conformed. Do not conform. Do not conform. I'm going to say that again. Do not conform. That's the word. It says to this world, world, the system that is separate from God, the system that does not acknowledge God. And then it goes on to say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. Transformation means that I change completely. 
When we watch Transformer movies, to make it practical, the Transformer goes from one place, right, one way, to a totally different object. So it says be transformed by renewing, restoring, putting the word of God into your mind, into your heart. That's how you become transformed. So that you may prove what is the will of God. That's God's will. God's will is that we not conform to the world, to the patterns of this evil world, and that we be transformed by staying in his word through prayer, not just going to church, but being the church, not just sitting on a pew and hearing the word, but putting the word in operation, making the word active into our lives. That's what we have to do in 2020. What are you willing to sacrifice? So in order to do all of these things that Romans 12 tells us to do, what are we willing to sacrifice in order to be, to present our bodies? Well, we may have to sacrifice a relationship that's causing me to fornicate, that's causing me to, I'm not married to that individual, because that's not acceptable to God. We just read it in Romans 12. It said to be holy and acceptable to God. It doesn't matter who else accepts it. But is God accepting it? We're living in a time, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening to this broadcast. We are living in a time that we, are be- we better get in place and be acceptable to God and not to mankind. Mankind says do what you want. Say what you want, live how you want, live your best life. But you cannot live your best life outside of Jesus Christ. It will never happen. You may gain wealth. You may gain money. You may gain all that stuff. You might have it. But you will die spiritually. And you will not have peace. And the word says that God gives us peace that surpasses all understanding you when you are in Christ even if something is going on in your life the peace that God gives you people can't even understand it what else are you willing to sacrifice are you willing to sacrifice drinking getting intoxicated partying the word tells us about that because the Bible says that you cannot straddle the fence we can't the Bible says Jesus says Either you are hot or cold, or I will spew you. If you're lukewarm, I will spew you from my mouth. That means that either you're going to be in the world or you're going to walk with me. So what am I willing to sacrifice so that I may live my life according to the word of God? Some relationships that are not in accordance to the covenant of God are have to be sacrificed, have to be given up. See, Jesus gave his life that we may have life. But there are, there are some things in our life that we got to burn it up. It has to go. It has to be destroyed in order that we may walk holy and acceptable. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Genesis chapter 22 is I'm going to read just a little bit of it. 
Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on, on the mountains of which I tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and um, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split wood for the burnt sacrifice or the burnt offering. And he arose and he went to the place in which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. So it took him three days to get there. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. And I and the lad, the boy, will go over there. And we will worship and we will return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took, on, he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, to his father, Father. He said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb. For the burnt offering. So the two of them walked on together. And we know the end of the story. We know that Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac for God. For the relationship he had with God. He was willing to give up his only son. But that wasn't God's intention for him. God was testing to see his heart. Where was his heart toward him? And Abraham proved that his heart was for God. And he knew that if he would have sacrificed Isaac, God would have rose him up. That's where we have to be. So, again, I say, what are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 for the sake of Christ? Let's think for a moment. What are you willing? And the last scripture before we close out is Luke 9 and 24. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Let me read that again. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. So this is Jesus speaking, and I believe Jesus is saying that if you continue to try to be the ruler and um, the authority and the Lord of your own life, and you try to save your own life, it's saving meaning um, you feel like you don't, you're not a bad person, you feel like you can do whatever, you know, you don't have to come under the authority and the lordship of Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, if you're trying to save your own life, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. He's saying you're going to perish outside of me. Your spiritual life and your natural life. Um, your spiritual life because he redeems our soul. He restores. He transforms. And you can't do that for yourself. You cannot do that for yourself. And he said, but if you lose 
your life, if you lay down your life, if you sacrifice and say, Lord, here am I. I give you my life. I give you my heart. Have your way. If you're willing to lose your life, sacrifice it. Sacrifice meaning you got to give up some stuff to walk with Jesus. People that say you don't have to do all that, that's not true. If we we got to read the scriptures. We got to read what the word says. The word declares that we obey God in every way. And Jesus is saying if you lose your life, if you just let go and submit and surrender, that's all he needs you to do. He needs us to surrender, submit, and let go. I had to do it. I had to forgive some people. I had to walk away from some things and some people. I had to separate myself because God said, remember, set apart, holy and acceptable. Remember, if you don't remember anything I talked about in this broadcast, remember that it doesn't matter who accepts you. The only thing that matters is does God accept you? And the only thing that matters is that God is it acceptable, your life acceptable to Christ. What you're doing in your life, how you're living your life, is it acceptable to Christ? It doesn't matter if I accept it. It doesn't matter if mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, aunt, whoever, um, friend, coworker. It doesn't matter if they accept your life and how you live your life. But is your life, ask yourself that question before we end this broadcast, is your life acceptable to Jesus Christ? And if the answer is no, you have to repent. You have to surrender, and you have to sacrifice some things on the altar that you may be transformed, that you may be delivered, and you may be made whole as God's original intent for you. Jesus said, whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Are you willing to lay down your life? And I'm not necessarily talking about physical laying down your life. I'm talking about are you willing to lay down your um, your own lordship? Um, A.W. Tauzer once said in his one of his books, he said, um, that if we would take ourselves off of the throne of our hearts and allow Christ to take the throne of our hearts, that's when transformation takes place. So what are you willing to do? It doesn't matter who's going to judge you. It doesn't matter who's going to talk about you. But it does matter that God is going to judge you. It does matter to God, how we live. We cannot continue outside of Christ because it's not safe and it doesn't make sense. I'm just being honest. This is from a person who I, I struggled, I wrestled so much, and I had to lay down me I had to lay down my desire for people, for relationships, friendships, um, even family, for Christ's sake. Because, again, remember Romans 12, is it acceptable to God? 
Is it acceptable? Because if it's not, you got to make some decisions in 2020. We make the decisions when we have our New Year's resolutions. We say, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to get my body ready so I go to the beach. All this crazy stuff. All this stuff. Well, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to stop eating meat. I'm going to do all of this. But do you realize that our body is temporary? Not saying that we shouldn't live healthy. I'm not saying that. But do we realize that we spend more time on our physical body, our physical means of trying to get and gather things than we do on our spiritual life? The Bible says, thank you, Lord, the Bible says what would profit a man, a man, to gain the world and lose his own soul? What would profit a man, an individual? What would you gain to have the whole world in your hands, to be the richest individual in the world and die? Because none of it's going with you and your soul be lost outside of Christ. Because that's what we are looking. That's that's the that's the actual reality. That's the reality of it. And so I say to you from Hoping Christ Ministries, we love you, and we want to see you walk this year, in the years to come, in your true identity in Christ. Walk, because you won't dis- be disappointed. He's never disappointed me. People have, situations have, but God has never disappointed me. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, for moving by your spirit. We thank you, O oh God. For those that are listening, we pray, O oh God, that they will hear your voice and they will act. They won't just be like the individuals in Scripture. And continue to practice religion. But they will take up their cross. And follow you. They will sacrifice things. And give them up. And allow them to burn on the altar. For the sake of a relationship. With the only true and living God. Father we thank you and we magnify you. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Again, seek to find your only hope, and the only hope there is, Christ our Lord. For there you will find your identity, and there you will never be disappointed. Amen. Have a phenomenal year. Have a phenomenal week. And Happy New Year.